You are listening to Overcomers Church International Podcast. Here at OCI, we are dedicated to our vision of building strong people and building strong churches. From wherever you are listening, we hope this message leaves you equipped and encouraged. Well, this is an awesome honor, and uh, I do appreciate getting included in this. This was... uh, this is a subject that is uh, that's just close to me because uh, there's been times in my life where I wasn't hearing God too good and I needed to figure out why. So um, I'm going to be sharing today, um, title of my message is I Need a Word. And uh, the reason I titled that is, is because I've heard Lots of people, and I've been there before different times, where it was just like, if I just heard a word from God, if, if this guy's guest speaker was speaking, if he'd just give me a word, then, then I'd be set on course, and I'd be in good shape again, you know? And uh, everybody's wanting a word. I need a word. I need a word. I need a word. Well, I'm going to present to you today and hopefully convince you that the best place to get a word from God is through His Word. And here's what I'd like you to say with me this morning. Can you just repeat this after me? God's Word is God speaking to me. So if I need a word, I go to God's Word. Hallelujah. I believe that. God speaks very clearly to us through His Word. Um, I'm going to start off and see how my kind of joke goes. Not really a joke, it's the truth. But uh, way back, God was speaking to Adam and Eve. And in Genesis 1.8, he said, be fruitful and multiply. Well, I got to thinking about that. If they hadn't listened to what, they hadn't listened to him that time, we wouldn't be here. So that was a pretty big deal. I thought it was better than that. (laughs) So you might be saying this morning, I've never heard a word from God. I've never heard His voice. Well, I've never heard His audible voice ever before either. But I have heard His voice countless times, many times. And to be honest with you, most of the time I hear God's voice is after I've been praying in the Spirit for a while. Me personally, I'll be praying in the Spirit and... Uh, very important thing is to not just keep praying and keep praying and keep praying and and not stop sometimes and listen. I think sometimes he's just waiting for us to stop so he can say something to us. But he, he wants to talk to us all the time. And uh, that's what that's the way he usually speaks to me and me personally. But I'm gonna I wanna tear through a bunch of scriptures here real quick, just showing you that uh, God is 
God is speaking. He has been speaking. The first one is in Revelation 2.29. In the New Living Translation, it says, Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand. And I put in parentheses, or have revelation what he is saying to the churches. So we must be listening. We must not always be just going to God with all our petitions and always just hanging out there. I need this. I need this. This is your prayer time as you go in and you say, okay, God, I'm praying for this, 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 this. I thank you. I hope you heard me. If it's your will, um, amen. And those don't get you too far, you know. But if you're praying the word, it's his voice, it's him speaking to you, then you're gonna get you're gonna see results. If what you're praying is lining up with the word of God, and you're you're gonna immediately start seeing results, but because he cannot lie, and we can stand on his word, and we can have faith in his word and know that he's gonna move on our behalf. I believe, and I'm sure a lot of you know, that we can hear God's voice in the Bible even before we were saved, before we made Jesus Lord of our life. And the reason I say that is, is because His Spirit was calling us. He was calling out to us, and He was saying, come to me, and... Uh, I'm glad he did. I'm glad he called out to me. I'm glad I heard his voice that time. Because there is, there, there is no other name but Jesus. Jesus is he's all there is. I mean, he's the only thing that's really solid in this world that we can hang on to. And we need him. If you don't know him, you need to make sure before you leave today um, that you make him Lord of your life. And I mean, let him take all your junk let him take everything he wants you to come to him just as you are. He doesn't care about you cleaning up yourself. I mean, he just takes you just as you are. Um, in Isaiah 43 and 4, we hear God's voice um, through a prophet predicting the arrival of John the Baptist. I just picked out a few because I could, you, you could just keep going through the Bible because this is God speaking to you. It says, A voice cries in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God, paths for Him. You know, we might have, we might have heard God speak um, how many of you in here, this is like one of my favorite things to talk about because I was raised in a Baptist church, and uh, how many of you in here have ever heard of the Roman road? Okay, I mean, that's basically how I got saved was hearing a pastor go down through the Roman road and uh, share scriptures out of Romans like, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
That is definitely God speaking to you. He spoke to you this, and you received Him. Uh, God speaks to us in John 14, 6, saying, well, Jesus actually said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And, uh, and then God also speaks to us how to receive Christ in Romans 10, 9, and 10. It takes believing and it takes confessing that Jesus is Lord and that he was raised from the dead. Two different things, I mean, but God spoke that in the word so we would hear it. So that's us hearing God's voice. And again, in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, where it says... For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. So God tells us here that salvation is a gift. He spoke to us that salvation was a gift. You can't earn your way to God. There's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. He is the only way, and anybody that tells you any different, I wouldn't waste your time listening to him because he is the only way. Some say, I've just never heard God speak. And this is what I say to you this morning is, um, I'm going to take it out of Matthew 11:28. He says, come to me, you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of opposition coming to Christians today that didn't seem to be so hot and heavy. And the devil, our enemy, doesn't, doesn't want us to share the gospel with anybody. First of all, he's going to do everything he can to keep you from giving your life over to God and keep you from, from receiving Christ because he knows once you do how dangerous you can be because um, once that becomes real inside of you, um, you have to tell other people so it spreads. And he doesn't want things like that. He doesn't want this spreading because this is... This is not going to work out too good for him anyway, and he knows it. He wants to take out as many as he can um, in the process. But I want to encourage you today that God's been stirring in me. Um, you know, if we're not sharing the gospel with somebody else and we don't want to, and we need to do a check on the inside of us and find out what's going on because somehow we've let the gospel of Jesus Christ become stagnant. Just let it become a story. And it, it, it's not just a story. It, it, it's the power of God unto salvation. It's, it's the only way for us to, to, to reach people and drag them out. And we're, we're like... I, I might offend them. Who cares if you offend them? I mean, they're going to be way more offended come one day when they, when they find out you had the goods and didn't tell them. 
And they're going to be crying out and saying, why didn't you tell me? I think we're all got a part of us on the inside that's an evangelist. I mean, I love talking to people and sharing Christ. I, I love it. I, yesterday I was in Cape, had this guy, these three guys come up and they were homeless. And this one guy, he just looked wild. So I was drawn to him. Long blonde hair. He had, he, he had his chain that he that, and a lock around his neck, a heavy chain and a lock that he locked his bike up with that he just carried around. He had it around his neck with the lock locked right here. And I get to talking to him and finding out that he just basically emptied his life story out to me right there just because I took interest in him. And he, and he starts telling me how you know, his, his, his mom was really bad, messed up in, in drugs, and dad was too, and like in, in grade eight, he just, him and his brother just left and just went on the street because they thought it'd be better. So he's been that way ever since, told me he was living in a tent. But this guy got to telling me, I got to asking him, you know, if he, you know, First, I just kind of asked him what he knew of Jesus. And so he started telling me what he knew of him. And then I found out that, that he said at one point in his life he did receive Christ. And I'm telling you, this guy, to me, was a combination of John the Baptist and uh, Saul going transitioning into Paul almost. I mean, he was just um, wild. But this guy starts sharing his heart with me and he starts telling me about different things that, that he was doing to make a difference. And he told me about three different people that he saved out of sex trafficking. And all of his methods weren't great because <laughs> one of the guys that he snatched a girl from he also robbed him before he left, beat him up and robbed him. <laughs> but, but he tells me these stories, and I'm just like, I'm like, what makes you do that kind of stuff? And he's just like, he's like, well, he's like, if I'm going to die from something, he said, I want it to be a really good purpose. And, and he, so he lives on the street, and, and he tells me that, that, he just recently, him and some other guys, did some checking around in, the, uh, in that area and, and found out some stuff that was going on that was a more major part of the sex trafficking situation. And they got the information and took it to the right people and gave it to them. And then there was supposedly a really huge bust. And he's like, he's like, I'm a marked man now. And that's when he told me, he said, but if I'm going to die for something, I want to die for a purpose. Well, I can't get away from preaching the gospel. You know where this is going, don't you? <laughs> Jesus died for a purpose. Jesus died. I mean, the other day I was, I was, I was hearing someone else preach, and they were talking about how he was, how he was attached to a To a whipping post and now they tied his hands 
you know, because they didn't want him to be able to get away. And I had to agree with the guy that said this, said they didn't have to tie his hands. He was going to take it for us anyway. He wasn't trying to get away. He was paying our price right there on the cross, and he took those stripes. So, you know, there's a lot of different things that he did, man. They, you know, they, they pulled his beard out, and they beat him. And I never thought about this, and I heard it the other day. They, they said something had to have happened when his blood was flowing and they were spitting on him and their hatred and their spit was meshing with that blood. It's just powerful to think of what the blood of Jesus has done for us, how, how the price that he paid so, so that we can live a life without sin, without condemnation, without guilt, the stripes he bore, so we don't have to walk around hurting all the time and sick because he took the stripes so we could have our healing. That's part of what he did. Mm. Way off my notes there. Mm. I kind of redid John 3.16 and put it more as God speaking to me, and I, I loved how it read. And God was saying, I love the world so much that I gave my one and only son that if you will believe in him, you will not perish but have everlasting life. I love to listen to things and uh, look at it as God speaking to me. And the gospel of Jesus Christ will never, never grow old in me because I'm never going to let that fire go out. God's voice also tells us in Ephesians 5, 18 through 19, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's, that's an awesome gift to be able to do that. That's just an awesome gift. I mean, sometimes nothing else works. I'm telling you, sometimes you, 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 you just pray your guts out and you don't know what to pray and you're like, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. But once you receive the Holy Spirit and you get filled with the Holy Spirit and you begin to speak in tongues, He starts bringing stuff out. It might, it might sound really crazy at the start, but I'm going to tell you, you get used to it. And I know in, in my life, whenever I first received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I didn't know what to say, what to do. I just knew I had to open my own mouth and I had to speak with my mouth and I had to say something. So I was like, I was like walking around by myself just saying Abba for a while. But... And then a few other syllables came to me, and all of a sudden, I was like, something going on on the inside of here. And so I just kept, I just kept at it, and I kept, a uh, few other phrases came, and, all, and it was just like a stirring, it was like fire going on in the inside of me. Something was going on inside of there, and it just made me like, 
was turning into a little bit wilder dude at that point, you know. I was way out of my comfort zone, had no clue what I was doing, but I knew something was going on in the inside of me. And now, like I say, it's like the best way that I hear from God is, for me personally, is to pray in the Spirit for a while and then just get quiet. And I literally sometimes... Um, just start talking out loud what I think God's saying. And sometimes I write it down, sometimes I record it, sometimes I do different things with it, but God speaks. And then when I go back and look at it, I'm like, man, that, that all seems to be lining up with the Word, so that had to be God. That is just awesome. So... so God also says in the word, speaks to us, and John 14, 16 says, I will pray the Father, he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth is what the next verse says. And that really got my attention because I'm like, the, 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 truth, the, the truth is in the word. Hearing God's voice, you can never go wrong when you're hearing God's voice in the Word because His Word is truth. And it says, Whom the world cannot receive because it sees Him, uh, sees him not and knoweth Him, neither knoweth Him, but you know Him, for He dwells within you and will be in you. So a lot of times... When we're looking for a voice or we're looking for wisdom, we're just looking way too far because it's right in here. When that Holy Spirit's living and abiding in you and dwelling in you richly is what the Word says, dwells in you richly. Um, it's amazing how God's timing just comes into place sometimes just when you need it. And there's another scripture that says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Uh, you know, sometimes that, that river is an answer that you're needing. It's something you, you, you're, you're trying to get away from something that has been um, a problem in your life. It's holding you back. You know it's holding you back. You don't know how to get rid of it. And I'm convinced that the Word has the answer every time for any situation that you're in. And uh, th this is what I believe. As we learn His voice in the Scriptures and find out who we are in Christ, then we, when we hear a voice on the inside, we can recognize His voice because it's always going to line up with the Word of God. Always. So, I pretty much knew my whole sermon today was going to be one long invitation because I love inviting people to be changed by God and watching God move. We don't do anything. We just speak the words. But um, I have a... I have... I have a couple things that uh, 
happened to me. One was when I heard God's voice, and, and the, um, this one I'm going to tell you about. Um, it was 9-27-2020. It was during worship service here. I'm just going to share it with you because it's impacted me hugely. And then God the other day showed me something really, really cool to add to it. Um, so here we go. In worship, I saw a bunker like a war zone. Many Christians were hunkered down in the bunker while the war was going on. bad bad place to be in my opinion when a war is going on I mean there's times to take cover but many were saying I'm not afraid but we're hiding in the bunker as they peeked out and they saw many horrible things happening around them people being hurt bombs and lots of wildfire their hearts were breaking, I believe because they wanted to help, but fear was holding them down. They were looking down at all their failures, all their previous injuries, and being consumed by condemnation and shame, basically paralyzed. I felt like God was saying, look up. Look up. And when they did, they saw Jesus reaching down and pulling them out of the bunker and leading them to the battle. And as they climbed out, healing took place in their bodies. Guilt and shame fell off and boldness was injected into them as they stepped out. Much yelling and charging the enemy took place after this. As soon as they got out of the bunker, many came out limping and injured and immediately went to a high-speed attack. As they did, the injuries went away totally healed. And all fear left and moved in the power of God. I saw a violent motion towards the enemy that stuck in my spirit we need more violent motion towards the, en the enemy he's taken way too much and we've been letting him take it i felt in my spirit like jesus was saying i got you covered go get him like he was almost like a cheerleader i got you man i got your back So, people in your life that you know you've wanted to ask them if you could pray for them and you haven't, look up to Jesus. Step out and do it. But you say, I'm injured myself. I'm messed up. I say, step out and be healed today helping others. But I've got hang-ups and I can't seem to get past. Here's your solution. 
Look up into the eyes of Jesus. Take his hand. And he'll drag you out to run the battle. True soldiers never stop fighting just because they get shot. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Not too long after that, this is getting way more personal. I wasn't sure I was ever going to share this. But I had a dream. I was walking with this two-wheel cart, some type of an apparatus that I, I seemed to be carrying something that I thought I had, but nothing was on the cart. You'll see why. Not sure what it was. It had two wheels. It was long. And I had left home and was just taking a walk in this dream with this cart that I thought I was carrying something. I was on this road, and a man pulled up in a driveway next to me, and the man got out and said something to me, and I told him, I just needed to take a walk. Then I looked up and I saw two men starting to come towards us. They were appearing and walked by him and they touched him and he fell to the ground. So that will definitely get your attention. Um, Then they walked towards me, and I recognized one of them. I saw it was uh, Papa Hagen, Kenneth Hagen Sr., because I know his face very good, and I knew it was him. And then I, th I thought it was Jesus that came walking up next to him. And uh, as they got close, I ended up just falling to the ground. And one of them reached down and pulled something out of my side. And, and he said, you need these removed. And when he did, it was like painful, something coming out of me. And he said, you need these removed so you can do the things that I want you to do in your future. So I cried out, but they pulled out. I woke up. Thought I did. I was in another dream. Weird. Woke up, I was lying on the side of a edge of a bridge. When I tried to move, I noticed that I was laying right on the edge of the bridge, and for some reason when I tried to move, that the bridge just started like folding and starting to dump me like 
below wherever that was. And uh, I saw my wife Cindy at that point and asked her to lay on the bridge surface on the side somehow. Now this is just a dream. I don't understand all of it, but she was laying beside me in this dream on this bridge. And for some reason, her being there by my side was, was able to make me be able to get up. So as soon as I rolled over and was able to get up, then I, was, I woke up and I was sitting straight up in bed. I was sitting there in bed, up. I rolled over to her, woke her up, and I'm like, I just had this dream, and I, I have no idea what in the world is going on, you know. And, uh, you know, wisdom was laying next to me, so she said, well, I guess you better be talking to him, finding out what, uh, what it all means then. So I think she just kind of rolled back over. And uh, I mean, I'm shaking, I'm, I'm freaking out because this was an intense dream because I, I was thinking this might have been Jesus, you know? And uh, this is what happened to me. I was laying there and I just closed my eyes and I can't explain it because I've never felt like this close to Jesus before and I just started asking questions and it was almost like I was still in the dream and I just go was that you Jesus and he goes you know it was me and I go but I didn't I didn't seem like I recognized you I thought it was you he goes you knew it was me I go, were you the one that pulled that out? And he said, yeah, I'm the one that pulled it out. And I don't know why, but I just, I go, I go, was that, was that guilt, shame, and condemnation? And he goes, that's what it was. And he goes, it needed to be out. And he was just answering my questions just like, like he was sitting next to me. And our conversation kind of ended and I just laying there like trembling and and I'm I'm meditating on I was just talking to Jesus and I would and I was just in a dream and I'm like when he pulled that out he had to have touched me and my mind went wild from that point I'm like boldness came all over me and I'm like he touched me. I don't have a sick. I don't have anything in my body. There's no way that anything can be in my body because he touched me. And he touched me. He pulled something out, but he touched me. But I know I'll never be the same. I'll never be the same. And I think the reason he was saying, you know, you know it was me, is. I thought it was him, but I, I didn't have total confidence. And I'm looking back in the Bible, and I'm like, hey, them other guys, they didn't recognize him either. So I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm okay with this. You know? But, but what, I'm, what I'm coming to on this is 
I know what it's like to have guilt and shame and condemnation. I know what it's like to have things in my life that are holding me back. And I also know what it's like to be really good at covering it up when I'm around other Christians and around everybody else. And at times even lying when you say you're doing great because you're not. Because you got stuff messing with you. You got stuff that you can't get past. And I'm convinced that because the word says because of the lack of knowledge we're destroyed. I believe that we can find anything that we need to find to get us out of any predicament that we're in in this Bible right here. Because once you find out who you are in Christ and all the things that you have, all the authority that you have, because you're a child of the King, it'll totally change your life. But if you don't know Him, and if you never accepted Him, you got to have Him. Because all this stuff isn't going to make any sense to you in here unless you know Him personally. And, and He doesn't want you just to come. He doesn't want you just to come and, and pray a nice little prayer and, and say, Forgive me, Lord. Um, it, it's happened. It's happened. People have just, they've said all the words. They gave lip service to an altar call. But they never really gave their life over to Jesus. When you truly get saved, you exchange your life for the life that he's going to give you. And I'm telling you, the, the, what you're going to receive versus all the junk and all the stuff that you're going through, you, you can't even fathom how good it is because it just keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming. His blessings overtake us. He, he always shows us a way out of everything that we got going on in our life. And I'm just telling you today that if you are... If you are in the same boat that I was in, he wants, to, he wants to change you today. He wants your life to be forever changed. If you've never received Christ, today's the day. There's no reason to walk out of here and get beat up by the devil anymore. You know, walk out of here in the power of God to where you can kick his fanny as you walk out through the door you get out into the world. But this condemnation stuff cannot stay in the body of Christ. It has no place in the body of Christ. And, and we're still being lazy and just letting the stuff stay in us. We're letting, it, we're letting it sit there and stay in us and consume us. When the Spirit of God's crying out to us that He wants to consume us with fire and power and be effective witnesses to go around and lay hands on people and watch and do all the things that he says we have. Lay hands on the sick, watch them recover, raise the dead. I haven't got to raise the dead yet, but I'm going to. Well, you know what I have? I have raised the dead because I have, I have, I have led quite a few people to Christ. And they were raised from the dead. Oh. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. 
If you would like to give or would like more information on how we are making a difference, visit ociperryville.com.